0: Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you wanna break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks. And the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails and hoping one of a hundred people replies to get you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere, or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by Seed Scout, which allows you to do something different. Seed Scout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept and you're instantly introduced. Seed Scout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Augustus Dorico, who's the founder of Rainmaker. Welcome to the show. How's it going?
1: Dude, I'm blessed. Life is good. God is good. Happy to be chatting with you, brother.
0: Excited to be chatting with you, too. As I said, before we started recording, I feel like I spotted you on Twitter. I'm just like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It sounds super awesome. We got to get this guy on to tell, tell everyone what, what what you're working on. So let's just kind of dive right into it. Um, you're working on Rainmaker. What is Rainmaker.
1: Rainmaker is a weather modification and cloud seeding company. So what we're looking to do initially is enhance precipitation over the American West to offset the effects of drought for the sake of our agriculture and for the sake of our water endangered ecologies like the Colorado River Delta. And then eventually what we want to do is terraform the entire planet by controlling hurricanes, controlling the amount of rain that deserts receive, and then greening them subsequently.
0: So I I live in Arizona, so I I feel this problem acutely. Um, You know, I feel like the whole Southwest does. I'm curious, and you can share as much or as little as you want. Like, can you kind of walk through, like, let's say, you know, you, you, I guess, what does this look like? Does it, you you build like a cloud and then it like rains or like, do you got to work with like, like, I don't know, help me understand a little deeper. You don't have to go super deep, but like, walk me through how this works on a high level.
1: Totally, totally. So fundamentally, clouds are water vapor. Right. And then precipitation, be that in the form of rain or snow or sleet or hail, is also just water. Right. So, what we do is we fly a drone up into these clouds, into these big pools of water vapor, and release a chemical, which we can get into the particulars of in a sec, totally ecologically safe, um, release a chemical that condenses the water vapor or catalyzes the freezing of the water vapor such that the really small droplets become heavy enough to precipitate in spite of the convective forces pushing them up, right? So we make water droplets and snow crystals that are heavy enough to fall um, in the form of precipitation. And and we do that with the drone.
0: And you gave me a little bit of, of an idea here, but I, I want like the whole story. You, you could work on any anything in the world, right? That's what founders do. Like you, you, we pick problems that are interesting to us and we solve them. You could do anything. You picked you picked this massive, massive idea. Um, but I'm curious, what's the origin of the story here? Like why, why did you decide to work on this problem versus another problem? And um, how did you kind of get here?
1: Well, uh, it all starts in the gym, actually. Um, So during the pandemic, I moved from Berkeley to Texas. um, And I was working as a personal trainer in Dallas, Fort Worth. And I just happened to meet the biggest water well driller in the state of Texas. And so as we became friends, he eventually told me that there was uh, this new permitting regime put in place for farmers and other people to use groundwater uh, to offset the amount of. Uh, groundwater being pumped out of the aquifers, the aquifers in all of the American West are in a state of managed depletion, meaning that there's going to be a dust bowl in the 2040s, give or take, um, unless we find a way to produce more water. The regulatory response was to restrict how much water people are allowed to pump and then penalize them if they exceed their budgets. And so he was, as a consultant, handling the compliance for his customers. What he and I decided to do together was build a company called Teraseco that automated regulatory compliance for these groundwater users. And so I spent about two years working on that, um, dropped out of college to do it. Um, And as I transitioned from more of just like the Silicon Valley tech guy, software guy, to the BD public policy, water policy guy, I realized that nobody was producing more water. No, nobody in the conversation around water scarcity had a real solution, right? Like on the one hand, there are the desal folks that say, let's just desalinate the entire Pacific Ocean. But then when you ask them, okay, how do you get around the permitting issues with the California Coastal Commission? How do you get enough grid support for this when there's already rolling blackouts during the summertime? How do you pump this water over mountains into the interior of the country and justify the unit economics, right? Th- there's never a fleshed out, model of that that works. Um, so that's one problem. and then and then the other side of the dialectic is this sort of Malthusian water restriction camp, um, which is like not totally bad in the sense that it's good to be a good steward of your resources, um, but it is not good if it degrades everybody's quality of life needlessly. So as I was working at Terrasecco, I started to think about alternative ways to produce more water, alternative ways to desalination. And I investigated brackish groundwater desalination, water recycling, atmospheric water generation, like the kind of thing that you see in Star Wars, right? Uh, On Tatooine, I think. Um, and, And there's like different valuable cases for each of those technologies but the best one on a dollar per gallon roi basis and then also the most exciting the most sci-fi one is this sort of renaissance technology that we figured out in the 50s and 60s and then abandoned and that's cloud seeding that's precipitation enhancement so i talked to some academics at the weather modification association conference which happens once a year in boulder colorado highly recommend anybody interested in the space goes and checks it out um and i found out that uh There's a lot of low-hanging and then really exciting, deeper innovation um, in cloud seeding that can be done that we decided to do at Rainmaker to produce more precipitation, to produce more water, to offset all the droughts that people are experiencing in the American West.
0: So at this stage of the company, obviously, as a founder, I'm a founder, everyone that comes on here is founders, like everyone has a different stage that they're in. And as you get into a different stage, your time is spent differently. So I'm curious for you, like right now, what are you spending your time on, on an average day? And how do you envision that like changing over time as the company, you know, grows in in revenue or grows in customers or kind of things like that?
1: Yeah. So um, we raised our pre-seed round. We did a lot of BD. So we have customers in the Central Valley of California and Idaho and Arizona and some other states abroad. Um, and now the highest priority for us is hiring and building out the product, right? So um, hiring, if you are listening to this and happen to be an applied computational chemist or have some sort of background in chemistry like that, or an atmospheric scientist, so a physicist or meteorologist, I'd love to talk to you. Please email me at augustus at make rain.com. Um, I'm hiring very aggressively and then hiring for the sake of building this product. The product being a combination of a couple things, right? Um, we're using off-the-shelf drones, but the drones that we use have to be retrofitted with heating elements so that they can fly up into these clouds that are super densely filled with water that is below zero degrees Celsius. Most planes avoid conditions like these. We're flying directly into them for the sake of the best yield when we're cloud seeding. So that's one big vertical. Another big vertical is um, new chemicals and new ways to disperse the chemicals that are used in cloud seeding, right? So silver iodide is the default chemical used. And it is generally safe. You could eat the stuff at a certain parts per million at a certain concentration. uh, It becomes antimicrobial, right? So if we were to do this at scale for five years into the future, then cloud seeding with silver iodide wouldn't be viable. We're trying to be ahead of the game for the sake of being the most conscious of our environment's stability and well-being. um, and, And in in trying to do that, we're developing alternative chemical agents for cloud seeding. Um, in addition to that, there's a bit of atmospheric modeling that goes on. That's more of like the software side of the business as well. Um, that's what we're building out right now.
0: And th- th-
1: I don't always
0: ask this question, but I just keep popping up in my head, so I'm just going to ask. Like, what is? Do you want me sharing what your like background is? Obviously, you're te- You're technical. Like you have this all. You're saying all these words, and I understand some of them right but you obviously know what you're talking about what what do you do like how would you get to this level of technicality with this kind of with this kind of stuff
1: um i'm a big fan of 1517 of the teal fellowship of the folks that say that traditional education and the traditional university are not optimized for education and technical learning anymore. And, and, and that's not to say that like, you can't become a spectacular mathematician and that you shouldn't go to college um, uh, to become a spectacular mathematician. But um, I dropped out of UC Berkeley. So I, I was slotted to graduate there in 2022, studying data science, um, physics, and I dropped out to build this previous company, Terseco. Which was a software business. And now, um, I just spend a lot of my time with stacks of research papers like this on my desk um and and study didactically. Um, I, I think that uh, you know if you're if you're genuinely interested in learning, if you're not afraid of math, then um there are few technical domains that you cannot get a very functional understanding of very rapidly.
0: And if you were to kind of take everything you're doing now and kind of zoom out into the future, like, you know, as far as you really want to go, you know, 10 years, 15 years, like, you know, 50 years or whatever, like, what do you see as the big vision here? In other words, like, what does the world look like when Rainmaker is this massive company, you know, having this massive influence on the world? Like, what does that look like?
1: Totally. So, so there's there's a very practical answer to this. And then there's really like the true vision of the company. And, And the practical thing, right, is to offset drought and ensure that there's enough water for the continued stable growth of the United States and then other water insecure regions in the world, right? So that's, just at the very least, ensuring that people are still able to farm on these multi-generational farms that they always have been, ensuring that people can take showers that are longer than two minutes if they want to, that kind of thing. That's the very practical thing. That's not really our victory condition, but I think that would be a great work to do in my lifetime. Um, The real vision from the company is inspired by uh, Genesis in the Bible, where God gives man dominion over the earth, the seas, and the skies. Um, I think that we, as mankind, as a species, have done really good at taking over the land, and we have totally abdicated our moral responsibility to establish the kingdom in the seas and the skies, right? And so what I want to see happen is man to take total dominion and be good stewards of the skies so that we can beautify the planet, so that we can terraform all of these wastelands that we have, so that we can prevent chaotic weather events from destroying coastal communities and entire cities. So really what it looks like, whether that's five or 10 or 20 years into the future, is total dominion and symbiosis over and with nature um, such that we extend the Great Plains of the American Midwest down into West Texas, into New Mexico, into Arizona and the rest of Central California. Um, It looks like reclaiming the Sahara Desert. That's like a big buzzword. Lots of people talk about that particular domain. Um, And you know what? Like it's it's so doable. Um, I think that in the 70s, we gave up on great projects. We gave up on space travel. We gave up on abundant nuclear energy. We gave up on geoengineering. We used to attack hurricanes over the Atlantic in something called Project Storm Fury so that they would do less damage when they broke against the eastern seaboard. We don't do that anymore. We should do that. Um, we should control the weather. And states like China, like the CCP, are doing this. They have something called the Green Wall of China, wherein they're trying to reclaim the entire Gobi Desert. Uh, and they're doing that through a variety of vectors, one of which is just planting more trees in the desert. Another one is cloud seeding to produce more precipitation there for the new trees that they're they're putting there. So, so, you know, geoengineering for the sake of man's well-being, nature's well-being, and then ultimately the kingdom of God is what I'm up to.
0: It's a big vision, right? And you'll need some help to make it happen, right? Like all founders with a vision always need help. And it takes a village right so my question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders help you make it happen are you hiring which you just mentioned you can feel free to plug that again are you raising money we're looking for customers like partners in this like how can our community help you make your awesome vision come to life
1: yeah thank you brother um we're hiring we're hiring super aggressively i'll send you our job board if you want to link to that um that would be huge like i said um chemists atmospheric scientists you know, eventually more software engineers, more UAV engineers will be critically important to our operations. So I I will link you to that that hiring super aggressively. I wanna talk to you if this sounds interesting to you. Um, The next thing beyond that is uh, policymakers and regulators, you know, um, if you're interested in the well-being of the Colorado River Delta, if you're interested in the well-being of the constituents in your agricultural district, um, then we want to talk to you about how we can help as well. If you're interested in the price of water going down or your hydroelectric facilities, say, in Nevada being maintained, then we want to talk to you about how we can help. Um, so, so talking to policymakers, talking to potential hires, these are the huge things for us.
0: Fantastic. And for my last question, if someone wanted to connect with you or learn more about what you're doing online, where can they find you online? Do you have a website, social media presence, email address, Do you like a blog where you educate, you know, how can people learn more about what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll link you to all these. So, um, we have, uh, my Twitter, which is, or my X, which is x.com slash a D O R I C K O. It's my last name. So it's, uh, x.com slash a Dorico. And then our website, which will be revamped in the next couple of weeks is make And then for the, uh, for, for those that are not faint of heart and really want to aggressively pursue a conversation, then email me at Augustus at All
0: right. Thank you so much for coming out of the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks brother. I appreciate it too.